One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! There has been a huge heel turn on NXT, and if you haven't guessed already, it's a heel bloomin' Shirai. Mm. Heel Shirai. I'm El Fakador Laurie Blake. This is housemate Simon Longdon. Monitoring the super chats is Randy Andy. Datsun, and this is the post NXT Wrestle Ramble review. And yes, Io Shirai, sweetness and light, genius <laughs> of the sky, Sunbeam herself, turned heel on Candice LeRae. God damn her. She was, she was one of us. <laughs> yeah. So this all came about, uh, this was the finale of this week's NXT. The main event was a steel cage match the first ever time the NXT Women's Championship has been defended in a steel cage mm -hmm. between Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai and my lord this was a cracking match it was really good it was uh, in a recent spate of WWE moments where we've had quite a few cage matches mm -hmm. this was how to do it properly yes. doors are still a problem yeah, the doors, doors are still, doors we've got, are still we've got to take those off. We've got to take the doors we off. We need to. They're either they're either a gimmick, yeah, or they're not. But doors are still a problem. But uh, yeah, it was a great match. Well, this uh, made this made good use of the door. Uh, it, this did make good use of the door. At a point we'll get to later. So this this started off really interestingly. I think this was a it was a really well paced match between the two of them. Played mm -hmm. to both their strengths brilliantly. The beginning is Baszler comes out. She's wearing MMA gloves. Mara Ronaldo is putting over the fact that like he used to comment on all of Baszler's MMA matches, uh, and he's like, she's no stranger to being in the cage. Io Shirai mm. is actually almost more limited by being in the cage because yeah. she can't do any of her springboardy stuff. So they really put over the idea that this was Baszler's playground, and if Io wanted to win the championship, she had to try extra, extra hard. Uh, Baszler starts the whole thing off with strikes and takedowns and then just starts flinging EO into mm. the cage uh, walls over and over again for a good, I'm going to say five minutes yeah, of the match before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And then so the, the flip comes as uh, Baszler sort of posts herself into the, the cage after charging at EO and then EO fires up and this is the same sort of reckless self-endangerment EO Shirai mm. that we've seen recently with the kendo stick and uh, just vicious, ruthless Io Shirai. And I mean, those doing... drop kicks were horrifying. Oh, yeah, they were really, really good. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was, and it was so. It was all of this stuff, and then um, Baszler gets back on top. But it, it just became this sort of. There was a point where she just she punches Io in the heart. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I, I just thought, I thought like of, of a match where there was these amazing high spots. There's there's all this brutality. 
that was probably the most brutal thing in the match. Baser just goes, boom. Yeah, just <laughs> and rabbit punch dull, in the heart. <laughs> dull thud, is it? Oh, that was horrible. She has quite a few, with those big heavy gloves, she had quite a few just wild swinging mm. punches that actually sounded really painful and really big and got quite a big pop from the crowd mm-hmm. just because they just it was like getting hit with a bat yeah she swung over douche like that really good i yeah i absolutely love this match and so it built to the kind of the middle crescendo i would say was there was this point where eo was she downed baser she was climbing up the turnbuckle up the cage baser jumps up drags her down and then she's standing on top of the turnbuckle eo shirai nips up Second rope, huge German mm. suplex, Baze is down. EO starts crawling. She's going for the uh, cage door. The referee opens it because... Doors. That's, that's how the doors work <laughs> in cage matches nowadays. Duke and Shafir run down. Yes. The interference. <laughs> uh, and um, they close the cage door, locking EO out. And this is well, where the match... We say lock. They the push- very much, very much could have just gone like this. Very much, just- yeah, pushing her, pushing her out. Uh, so they basically, yeah, they they down the referee on the outside. So Duke and Shafir are now in control of the door. If Io Shirai wants to get out, she has to go through Duke and Shafir, and they aren't letting that happen. Mm-hmm. So she decides she's going to climb over. Candice LeRae runs down, takes down. I think Shafir was the one climbing yeah. up. Drags her off. Duke gets into the ring to try and help Baszler up. Candice tells this crazy cross body mm-hmm. dive from the top nailing Duke uh, in the midsection. Then they then Baszler gets back up and knocks Candice down. So Io goes, yeah, moonsault. Yeah, why not? One moonsault for you, madame. But it was great as well because in the commentary, Mara Ronella had really kind of put over the Genius of the Sky thing. Mm-hmm. So there's like her one moment she got to do her thing. It was yeah. like full full EO control moment yeah. does the big moonsault and it, yeah, it was really well But it's interesting paced. as well because this is the Genius of the Sky move that is actually the this is the stupidest thing she does in this match. This is what costs her the match because she could have just climbed down. Yeah, it's, it always reminds me when, like, when, when um, the Hardys sort of one of their big breakups happened because mm-hmm. Jeff decided to turn around and do that off the cage. Like, this is quite. Mm-hmm. There's always quite an odd moment when you have uh, someone whose whole thing is definitely we definitely want to see you jump off the yeah. top of that big thing. But then the problem with the cage match is that it never makes sense to jump mm-hmm. off the big thing. So but I, they, they got away with it, though. So I think here there could be a reason why, and I think uh, it plays into the finale. So we'll go, we'll go through the rest of the match first and then come back to this point. Um, so from there, EO basically starts crawling to the door, and there's this brilliant moment of, like, everyone's downed, everyone's taken as much punishment as they can take, and it's just Baszler and EO Shirai crawling to the door and dragging each other mm. over each other's bodies, pulling each other back. And it gets to this point where Io's hanging out the ring and Baszler locks in a Kirifuda clutch over the ropes. And Shirai's fading. She grabs the cage door and she starts slamming it into Baszler's head. And then Baszler, unconscious, mm. flops out and out of the ring, winning the match. It is such a good moment of uh, cage match finale. Yeah. It was also great I that, loved when, it. that by the time um, uh, Baszler came round when the ref hands the title, she just says, what happened? Yeah. So she's still selling it like the whole she, she time. She plays it perfectly. Yeah. So I think this, I think this is one of Baszler's best matches ever. Mm. I think, I think this is one of the best women's matches that NXT's ever put it's, on. It's, it's cer- so good. It's certainly the best cage match has been mm-hmm. for quite some time. Just yeah. in, 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 in general. WWE, yeah. WWE, yeah. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, I thought the pace of it was perfect. Yeah. The time, just the length of time they had was kind of perfect as well. It's about a 20 minute match. Yeah. About 25 minutes. Yeah. It, this is the thing with the cage. It's such a limiting concept. You can't... There's not much point in doing it mm-hmm. longer than that, you know, because 
I think what they did really well was the, the cage itself was a character in the match. They used it as the as you think those two competitors would try and use it. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, they didn't. It wasn't this technical wrestling match that happened to happen in a cage. From the start, it was either the vicious Shayna yeah. Baszler using the cage to beat the s out of yeah. the smaller, you can't get you can't run away or her or. You know, using it desperately to make her comeback. Mm -hmm. So it just, it just, it just worked really, really well. Putting your body on the line and talking yeah. about putting your body on the line. The reason that I think that moonsault is excusable in the overall structure of like you could have just jumped out of the ring and that is annoying that you could have mm. just climbed down and won the match. Yeah. Cool. It's because one, it's very <laughs> cool, and two, Shayna Baszler had just beaten up Candice LeRae, and so yes. Io sees Baszler do that to Candice, who was her friend and turns around and does the moonsault. And the moonsault is the bit that allows the match to continue to the point where Baszler wins by accident. So... Was... was sorry, if, I'm, if, I, if I'm... Was she on the side, the same side of the cage that Shafir was still outside? So could it be that she was... Maybe we just didn't see her, but was it that she still saw her on the outside, didn't think she could climb down? Potentially. And so had to moonsault back. That was like... Her choice was... Maybe. I think more likely she was trying to help her friend. And then that cost her the match. And then that's why when the match finishes and the horsewomen take Baszler off backstage to tell her what happened, I guess. Eo <laughs> uh, stood in the ring with Candice. Candice goes to comfort her. And Eo starts beating mm -hmm. down Candice LeRae. And this is not just like... And I think this is so well played, this moment, because Eo starts off and she sort of flings her off and hits her and knocks her down. And then she has this moment of like, oh my god, I can't believe. Yeah. Like it's, but it's this sort of, she plays the she her acting in this bit was brilliant because it was both a mix of pure frustration of like I had to do that, like you yeah. know, like I'm really frustrated, so I was venting, but also I'm shocked I did that. Yeah. And she does that all the way through, and then sort of like she looks at her and steps back, and then puts her hands up and walks out the cage, and she gets out the cage, and she decides, oh, do you know what? Wait a minute, I'm I'm gonna have another crack yeah. at this uh, because. The, the heel turn story has been like she doesn't need anyone else. She needs like every time anyone's been involved in the scenario, mm. she can't win the championship. And, and the way she, and the way she back. kept saying, "I don't need friends. Yep. I don't need friends." Was yeah. She you re it was because even just the way her sort of facial expression totally changed. It was mm -hmm. just she just had she straight away flicked the switch and just had a whole different demeanor. Yeah, the whole character did wasn't just a heel turn in the actions. Her character seems like visibly changed. Yeah, she she has. An amazing heel face like she's the the sort of sick smile that she got like so she does a suplex neck breakery brain buster type thing onto the chair mm. it's more that it's more than a suplex because candace hits so high i think mm. but it's just it looked awful and <laughs> made me get out of my seat to be like oh no yeah, yeah. Uh, and the crowd because it's candace laray who is like nxt's sweetheart mm. really like she's part of she's mrs wrestling yeah uh it's a perfect choice to do a heel turn with her because in the same way that when Champa turns on Johnny, you get that you've turned on the favourite yes. of this, you know, of this crowd. Like yeah. the, the person who's always like number one in their heart. Even if mm. Candice Ray hasn't been used massively on television, she's really over in full sale. Yeah, I suppose she seems she does seem to be almost exclusively used as fodder for other people's for, for stories. Other yeah. stories. Yeah. I wonder whether this is kind of finally this seems like finally the uh I guess the culmination of the stories that need to be tied up to let her actually have a real feud. Yes. Because clearly someone I mean Shayna must be on her way up now. Yeah. You, I think you I think I think part of the process here is that 
maybe EO and can this begin to feud? Does this become a triple threat situation? And it becomes a triple threat yeah. situation or EO wins the title and Candice comes after it yeah. in a sort of revenge scenario. Yeah. I think that there's definitely something there's something there now to sort of elevate those two to be the top two women mm. in the division. Um, and then you bring Mia Yim and Bianca Belair in yeah. as and when that kind of works. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just... I just thought it was a fantastic heel turn and it worked. The crowd was so into it and they were mm. booing and it was raucous and it was... Like, considering the, some of the flat heel turns you get in WWE, this was perfectly pitched. Yeah. Because everyone was... Because also, I think everyone was really into um, Reckless EO, Vicious Ruthless yeah. EO. People love that. People were, like, into her. When she did the big When she's hit, stomping she... Duke and Shafir, that's fine. When yeah. she's... Did the moonsault with the chair. Does the moonsault with the chair. That's fine. That's really cool. But you don't touch Candice. Yeah. Nobody puts Candice in the corner. I do think this is where... uh, Nobody puts Baby in the Candice. I don't know. I don't know. Um, But this is where I think the uh, crowd in NXT Mm -hmm. uh, has actually... Because it's... I think if that... When you try and do those turns on the... Any kind of turn like that on the main roster, Mm -hmm. it often gets lost in the crowd zone objective of that night or mm. of their general sort of beach mil- ball malaise, yeah or a beach ball whereas I think the the crowd you get at an XT event particularly at, um, at the outro, just the normal recordings yeah I think they are they 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 are far more engaged in just going along with what with the show mm-hmm. and they engage with the hill turns and they engage with what who they're supposed to be and who they're not supposed to be and yeah. actually for the TV audience then that just makes it much more meaningful yeah. really puts over what's happening anyway. whereas I think some of that stuff gets lost. I think some of that smaller character work yeah. can get lost on on the bigger shows. But I think that this worked really, really well. Anyone who anyone who was slightly new to it who saw that would have really got what was going on very yeah. quickly. It'd be interesting to see what happens when uh, EO returns to NXT in full sail as heel EO mm. and see whether that reaction actually sticks. Because I've seen people <clears throat> I've seen people who were at the tapings talking about EO and stuff like that and saying how they don't necessarily think the crowd reaction matches up. But I'm interested to see what it actually sounds like on TV because I think, yeah. like, you d- it, you don't want it to be that situation where she's getting cheered for being this character. You, I kind of want her to remain a bit of a despicable heel in that sense because there's a few too many WWE heels who are so over that it's impossible to boo them. Like, Adam Cole is a prime example of, like, the whole Undisputed Era are prime examples of the kind of heels in NXT where they've accidentally had a face turn just because, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. through sheer popularity. Yeah. Um, and Kevin Owens is another one. It's, like, it's almost impossible, like, impossible to boo Kevin Owens, whatever yeah. he's doing, because he's so engaging. And f- and he's funny as well. I think, yeah. I wonder, uh, yeah, I wonder what he is. And if, EO's, uh, if, if EO's a cool heel, like, with kendo sticks and all that stuff, it's going to be very difficult for like to, to remind yourself to be like, oh no, she's the bad guy. Yeah, I wonder. I, I do wonder whether they're going to just start having a couple matches now, where whether they're going to straight away put them into a program with each other, in the kind of mix of the title, or whether now they're going to sort of go off and just have a couple of very vicious moments that aren't matches. Mm. You know, whether the, you know if Candice is having matches, she's just going to come out for no reason and just derail it you yeah. know or yeah I, I don't know it's been interesting I, 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 this could go in so many ways and all of them are interesting and good yeah, I'm she just gets further like, down the hard line this of being like I don't need friends I don't need colleagues yeah yeah yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be great I wonder yeah I just can't wait to watch it sort of play out uh, 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Well, that was the finale match of a jam-packed NXT. We're going to get into the rest of the show in just a moment. But first, we're going to head over to Randy Andy Datsun, who's got some super chats, hopefully. Yes, I do. But first of all, can I just say thank you to Danger One, who sent me this key ring here. You can see that. It's a lovely Stone Cold Steve Austin tribute there. In fact, I'm more over than Stone Cold Steve Austin, so it's a bit of a bit of an insult. But mm. thank you, and uh, thank you anyway. Um, nice. And uh, can everyone please stop super chatting to say that uh, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have become the executive directors of Raw and SmackDown? We know that now, uh, and it will be up on WrestleTalk.com very very soon. So go and look at it there. Um, yeah, about four or five people have t- told us that through Super Chat. So just save your money. If you want to do a Super Chat, ask a question. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> Tim Arndt says, there were a few times in the cage match where I was screaming, get out at the screen, particularly when Eo was on top of the cage and decided to jump onto mm. Shayna mm-hmm. instead of down to the floor. Definitely. I think, yeah, there was... Uh, I, I like I said just now. I think it's justified. I think you can you can make a case for it. I hope they go far enough to explain it. Yeah. It, it did. Say, it, it always seems the jumping back into the cage to do an extra move always seems a bit stupid to me. But yeah, um, I think I think I think what they tried to do perhaps, and this just didn't quite. But I do think it was the fact that she feels on the outside on that on that side. I'm pretty yeah. sure she was fake go facing the side of the cage went up the ramp. Yeah. So maybe she was supposed to kind of go. Oh, I can't. She should have probably tried to climb down. And then climb back gone, up. Gone back yeah. up, dived off. But it's a bit slow. And I think the other... Th- I, I may, and I, I can definitely see that being part of the case because there was a bit of... 
the jankiest bit of this episode was the cage match in terms of just production. They missed a bunch of stuff, like the cameras weren't really in the right places. I think full sales a bit small is probably the yeah. the answer. Like they're finding it quite difficult to yeah. film a cage match because of just where can you place the people that yeah. need to film the it. The cage itself was even sort of slightly odd design. It had really big gaps on the corners. It's obviously like a compact mm. version in some way. It must be difficult to actually get all that stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But thank you to everyone who is super chatting those things. We do still appreciate it very much. Oh, no, we absolutely, yeah, we absolutely <laughs> appreciate super chats. It's just, we know! Um, Tim Arndt says, not NXT related, um, but did you see the reason that Vince is pushing Baron Corbin mm. is because he, th- he thinks that he's popular among the female fans because mm. Baron Corbin's such a hunk. Because of his good looks. Oh, hunky. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone, everyone but not in, his belly, t- not in his belly reason. I was going to say that's yeah. a big, sad-faced belly. Oh. Um, people, like a, people like a squishy dude. Yeah, but this is, this <laughs> is weird, is it? Because it's, it's really hard now. We've all said for so long, Vince is penchant for a certain kind of wrestler. Mm. And uh, so apparently he's more discerning a, I think, a taste than we thought. I he doesn't mind, he a, just a, doesn't mind a biker dude. He just loves a, a dude in a suit. That's all he loves. Maybe. That's it. He loves the snooker he's player, got, snooker yeah. player chic biker he's got, dude. He's got, the, he's got the hots for a zoot suit. Oh, people are worried about you, Simon, because you're wearing a ref shirt. So they're worried if Laurie touches you, you'll just fall over and stay down for about 20 Oh, minutes. yeah, that is that, yeah, that yeah. is true. Mm-hmm. Surprise, I, we're introducing our own 24-7 yeah. championship. <laughs> yeah. um, Jobber JJ says, happy CM Punk pipe bomb anniversary. Hey. Evolve on, NX, Annette, on net, on the web, I guess. Oh, on the evo- network. Evolve yeah. on the network, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as Kenny Omega pointed out. Yes, they're doing it. They've a show they weren't going to put on. They are now suddenly putting on at the same time as a quite a big charity yeah. fundraiser that is related to AW. I cover yeah. it in my news today, yeah. so check yeah. it out. I, when that I just said live. I just I was talking. I can't remember who I was talking to on Twitter, but I just said they can't. They just, I just retweeted the thing that Kenny makes it. I was just like, even if it's a coincidence, mm-hmm. WWE have done so many crushable things that they've at least earned. The suspicion that, yes. they, that they did it on purpose. Well, absolutely. Even if they, you know, and I don't even necessarily think they did. I think it's an accident. I don't yeah. think they really thought about it. But the fact that people are so willing to be suspicious of it that shows you how far down the yeah. rabbit hole they are. Uh, Job at JJ again says Greece still hasn't recovered yet. I see. Is that about right, Rikos. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. I thought they were naming him Giros, which is just a Greek food. <laughs> yeah. But well, his name was Kleftico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, his, his, now entering the ring, Lamkofter. Yeah. He he. Satsiki. His Met Gala rig was a bit yeah. off. Yeah. He did look stupid. We'll go. We'll go into that. In yeah, more we do. As we but go um, if but you don't my know, God, what a terrible. If you don't outfit. know what we're talking about, then there's a piece on WrestleTalk.com about how stupid he looked. Um, Matthew Robinson says doors in steel cage matches are terrible. I would generally agree, but I thought this one was used quite. Well. Yeah, I agree with that. This one was used well. Mm-hmm. But th- that is a that is about as well as it's been used, because yeah. I think because if it's going to be, I feel like they used to all, they always yeah. used to be a padlock gimmick. Mm. Yeah. So the heels on the outside, well, you'd have to ask the ref. So yeah, ref, can you you'd have to ask the ref, and then the heels would come down, donk the ref, yeah, and then they controlled the lock, and then it became a battle for yeah. Get, it yeah. would. That was the whole. I thought. Thing. Well, I thought it used to be that you were just locked in. You just you used to go through the door. Mm. They used to padlock. They used to tie it up, padlock it. And then you had to climb out. That and was that was the so rule. The, you had to so pin them all the, climb out. So, when that the, so, that's, so when the door got broken, that's yeah. when the whole thing of it had to be your two feet touching the ground came in. Because that's mm. why, then, then it was like, oh, it's kind of a weird, this is like a weird way this is happening. This is unexpected. Mm. But now they, now it's just a, 
a really nervous ref yeah. just sort of it, going. It, sort of dil- yeah. it would dilute it a bit. It was like 400 feet of steel. You only one man can escape or walk out the door <laughs> or <laughs> pin them if they, if they or submit nicely. them or. But there is road breaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, my idea was to the, if they're going to have, I would personally just get rid of the door mm-hmm. and just have it be a race to get out. Although I do, having seen this last night, I kind of understand now. If there was a bet, there is a good use for the door. But I think you should, if it's going to be a gimmick, make it a crazy gimmick. Yeah. Have some sort of mechanism whereby the wrestlers in the ring are somehow controlling how the door is open. Like a Kimmy Schmidt crank. Yeah. Well, I don't know what it is. Like, where there's like a big button that like counts down, and then so mm. everyone like, I don't know. If you're going to do a crazy gimmick, do a crazy gimmick. Have fun with it. What if it was like a weight detection thing, but it's on the other side of the ring? So you've got you got to down your opponent and put them on the put them on a weighted like. <laughs> Uh, like an escape room. like like yeah. a like, like a bagging hum- area like from human uh, full flat. self-checkout yeah. you put them on that and it weighs it down and that's yeah. when the door opens yeah. but you've got to make it across and then if they, they roll stand, off the door yeah, yeah the door shuts yeah like indiana know. jones or just get rid of doors yeah mm. or just bin the doors robert aquatic says just broken this morning haven to run raw bischoff to run smackdown 29 is crazy yes uh, we are aware but he was the first person to say it so thank you to robert um everyone else crazy everyone else after that Stop it. Surprise, um, not, not surprised at Heyman. Quite surprised at Bischoff. Mm, mm. Um, but then, again, but then I guess Pritch, um, Pritchard came back, didn't he? Yeah. So I guess Vince has kind of decided <laughs> yeah, to make, the... make changes by going back in time, not just not as far as he normally goes back in time. Mm, yeah. Although I'm happy to watch Heyman. That's though. progress of a sort. I want to see a Heyman roll. I'm up for it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do a couple more for now. Uh, Matthew Robinson says, why doesn't Keith Lee get pushed like Riddle? Oh, he's so good. I love Keith Lee. I think he's, yeah, he's, there can only be one Riddle type character at once. And I think once Riddle's kind of achieved what he's going to achieve in NXT, Keith Lee's time will come. But I wonder whether, I wonder whether that's going to get accelerated now with the stuff about his push getting on pause a little bit because Mm -hmm. of the Goldberg stuff. Yeah. But it feels like just from the way NXT normally builds characters, Keith Lee is definitely in that, in five six months time he'll be in that position he's yeah, definitely well, yeah. he's just he's clearly in that position of being the next mid-card jump yeah he's in a holding pattern but there's a good holding pattern to be in because yeah. he keeps winning at the moment and yeah. he's having like he's very over so i think nxt is very responsive to the crowd generally speaking yeah so it's only a matter of time before he yeah. gets yeah. his moment he's he's the, yeah he's the popular guy getting the Lorkin squash, mm. the sort of com- slightly competitive squashes every week. Yeah. So that's clearly, he's, he's definitely poised. And that finally, for now, Ryan B. Bad says, with all these new name changes, I can't wait for someone like Robbie E. to come out as John Jacob Jingleheiner Schmidt. <laughs> His name is my name too. Um, Whenever we go out, the people always shout. There goes Robbie E. John Jacob oh. Jingleheiner <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> na, 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 na. Well, I thought, I find it quite funny that they do the name changes, but then they've got in the, in the, um, Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. someone called Steve Cutler. It's like, is it? Was he? Is he like a PGA like, Tour player? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. That's such a normal name. Some of them yeah. have changed really normal names. Yeah. I don't really understand it. But, uh, we we shall get on to the rest of your super chat uh, later on. This week's NXT opened with the very first match of, as it always does, the. <laughs> the breakout tournament for hey. guys that we've signed and changed their names. Uh, so it was Joaquin Wild, yeah. formerly DJZ, mm-hmm. versus Angel Garza, formerly Garza Jr., in what was a brilliant little match. Yeah, that was great. 
Really enjoyed it. I think, uh, and I, I think both guys are fantastic. We saw DJ Z really recently at the Progress show at Alexandra Palace. Oh, yeah. And he did this crazy, um, basically people just... <laughs> trampolined him off the ropes mm. really high in the air to do a huge splash it was incredible however uh, I think the real star in this match was Gaza and who, his trousers and his tra- one his trousers he did he did an Akada trouser change but without the years of build yeah like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was yeah so he did a bit of quick change magic and his whole demeanor and character and the cockiness that he put over I just thought it was fantastic. He's basically doing what Andrade did when Andrade came into NXT. That same sort of like uh, cocky luchador kind of But he's of just vibe. way more smarmy. But he, yeah, he, yeah, he has got like this incredibly expressive, beautiful face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like all this sort of, he's like a, a Pixar character of a Mexican wrestler mm. like, to me. That's kind of what it... What did he say? What was his little bit? He said he's like the face of an angel and the. Or whatever. He has this yeah. little sort of phrase. He's got a rocking it? bod. Yeah. Well, it, there's some, some ladies in the comments getting very excited about his bottom. Mm. So. Mm. He kind of had a. This, I don't, this is genuinely not meant to be an insult. But it was sort of like. It was somewhere between Andrade Del Rio and Matt Stryker. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Matt, Matt Stryker, like he just he just looks like a bit of a Mexican Max Stryker, mm-hmm. but just the sort of I'm really good looking and that's why I'm good at wrestling thing. Yeah, but mixed with a sort, but he's actually genuinely an amazing athlete. And mm-hmm. but I like the fact he can. I like, I like the way he placed his oh, stuff. No. Oh no, I like the way he placed his stuff in reference to DJZ. Yes, rather than I think it's difficult in the end for some for some of the guys to go to NXT to be heel because it. Everyone does such exciting moves now. Yeah, it is hard to be a heel. So I think it's. I think he, he kind of. He seems like he just gets it straight away about what, where his character is and what it yeah. is. And but it wasn't that. It wasn't that sort of thing of where like I think a lot of the the brilliance of this tournament I think is that a lot of debuts on NXT are very much based around one person going over the other person, uh, and that other person will be a complete unknown in the terms in terms of like. You just know that they're the jobber, mm-hmm. uh, and then that means when heels are there, they tend to do like very basic heel stuff. But they also tend to be the ones just giving a beat down. Whereas here, all of Gaza's stuff was, like you said, in reference to what DJZ was doing. It was all responsive, like dodging of amazing moves, taking amazing moves, but getting up and doing something brilliant with mm. it. And it, I don't, it just, his flamboyance, I think, just really sold me on his yeah. character because I've seen DJZ before or Joaquin Wild, and like, I've not really seen much of Gaza. So like it's yeah, I like the um... and he did the Gaza strip. Oh, is that what you? I get. I... Is that what you're calling it? <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. The Gaza strip. <laughs> wow, it's uh... wildly inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the fact that there was twice where um, DJZ just went for sort of. Hurricane Rana and stuff, and just twice, uh, Gaza just sort of just planted him straight mm. back down. So it's like you got the best of oh he's very athletic and oh he's snide and he's a bit got, yeah yeah it, 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 they they played they had really, they seemed like they had really good chemistry. Oh, it makes me really excited for the rest of this tournament as well. This match because it was it they these two guys yeah like you said had amazing chemistry. They both came in with um, just moves that you don't see very often in NXT like uh, Wild hits a tope from the apron through the ropes 
to the other like ang- to the other yeah. corner, which is just incredible. He does this amazing springboard he puts arm his legs drag sort of crisscross. Yeah, and then, and he does yeah. like this mental thing. Uh, Garza's finisher is like a, a butterfly stunner, but it's basically like a sit-out power bomb it's, DDT. Yeah, it's strange, it's yeah. very, but like it was, it was just all stuff that was like, oh, this yeah. is really cool the, and like um, inventive and fun. DJZ's jawbreaker is wicked. That was the one. Yeah. The push up off a chest, and then that was just Drops very, very cool. Yeah. yeah. But I just think it's basically what we're getting and what we're going to get for the next few weeks is a mini cruiserweight classic that yeah. just plays out in NXT with obviously Jonah Rock thrown in there to throw off the cruiserweightness. But it's really exciting times in NXT because these are all like massive talents that they've brought in who have we haven't seen yet, and they're if the, if the other debut matches are like this. It's just going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of the best tournaments that NXT's ever put on, yeah. I think. So that was that was that, and then next we had a Kashida promo uh, where he was saying that he's in an interesting position because uh, he could have opponents from NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and Two Hundred Five Live. He's really excited that everyone is here. Was the that best reference to the wild card wrestlers in the world? I don't think so. I think that was just the reference to Kashida. People will turn up for Kashida. I think yeah. Drew Gulak keeps coming back because he's yeah, he's got true. a taste of Kashida. Um, oh, Kashida's wicked. Just a big fan. Yeah, it was it was a great little promo. Puts over uh, another excellent acquisition for NXT, who's mm. proven himself already to have amazing matches. And I can't wait to see as long as they don't do a five week who's going to knock on my door promo. Yeah, it was uh, funny how this this was nearly that, but yeah. they got away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hopefully, someone just turns up next, you know, next in the next couple of weeks, who's really good. Yeah, and they have a really great match. Uh, we then got a backstage interview after Damian Priest uh, with Damian Priest after he had his match with Raúl Mendoza. Not much to say here. He just said that he's unlike the rest of the stars in NXT, he's going to live forever. But boy, howdy, what a voice! He's I, he's got a rich, creamy mm, voice. He really does. Um, creamy. Mm. He, uh, I, re- I just wish he was still called Punishment Martinez. It's just yeah. a better name. It's a better name. Damien Priest is very uh, Las Vegas. State it's very, tradition. it's very WWE, ECW. Mm-hmm. It's very mid 2000s sort of vibe. I think. Yeah. Like if he, if this, if this was six years ago, he would be a vampire. <laughs> I think. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Twilight one or uh, Edge and Christian. The brood. Twilight. Yeah, Twilight, <laughs> little Twilight vampire. No brood. We then got a uh, a fantastic little match between the Street Profits and the Forgotten Sons, which started with the Street Profits coming out and having a party. And this is the first time that we've seen the Street Profits with the titles, uh, with the titles in full sail. Uh, they've been outside and jockeyed <laughs> with the crowd, but this is their first match back as champions. Thank you, Andy Datsun. <laughs> Shut up, Randy. Um, <clears throat> People go really nuts for the Street Profits. They're in great. NXT and Montez Ford is having a whale of a time in this match. Just dancing with everyone in the crowd. I loved it. Yeah, I think it was great. I think um, I said to you like, earlier today, I just think uh, I wasn't particularly impressed by Dawkins when he first came in, mm-hmm. when, the, when they first started. But I think he has improved. Greatness. Yeah, he has improved so much. Mm-hmm. And now he is. I like. I like how they use him in the promos. I think he's much better at them, but they've also found a found a kind of a much smarter place for him within yeah. bouncing off. But also just his room works is way better. His hot tags are way better now. He's getting much bigger pops when he comes mm-hmm. in. He's just I think he's 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 really impressive. He's now. come I think off he's very good. leaps and bounds. Mm. Um, so the profits, uh, the sorry, Forgotten Sons come out after the profits. They get in the ring. 
profits start cutting a promo on them saying basically you say that you could have you could win the titles any day we're going to put them on the line right now which causes most of the NXT universe to just go, no. Yeah, no, I thought that was great. Not those guys, please. <laughs> I thought it was so funny when they did that. I was like, oh, that's that's actually like, that's a great reaction from a crowd. It's yeah, like, exactly. oh, no, don't do that. That's no, silly. No, we don't want them to have them. <laughs> uh, and I, I just thought this was a really good uh, bit of promo work from the Prophets working together and like Dawkins just playing up to everything that Montez Ford is saying. It was, mm. it was so fun. Uh, the match itself was over quicker than you would imagine uh, because it was an angle basically so the Forgotten Sons start things off pretty strongly Profits make a rapid comeback and just nail them with a huge frog splash and as Montez Ford does leaps 10 foot in the air hits the frog splash oh that splash I mean he doesn't I know his thing is going high on that splash but that is that's the highest I've seen him mm. do. That was insane how much He's tag team champion high now that it? is you got to elevate it was unreal <laughs> But just as he lands it and he's about to get the pin, Jackson Riker drags him off and starts beating him down. Then the rest of the Forgotten Sons gang up on Dawkins and start beating him down. And then only Lorkin and Danny Birch run out mm. and make the save. So they fight off the Forgotten Sons who, weirdly, Jackson Riker is the one that pulls them away when it's normally them dragging Jackson Riker Yeah, he grabbed them by the head, didn't they? Yeah, so he drags them backstage. Uh... And then there's this tense standoff moment between the Prophets and Lorcan and Birch, where Lorcan and Birch are holding the titles. Montez Ford swings for his and only just goes like that and carries on looking at it. And Danny Birch is like, oi, oi, oi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These are yours, but you owe us. I was like, mate, that is some lock stock. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. As I was watching, I was like, if he owned a pub, I would never go there. Yeah. <laughs> One person you don't want to owe anything to, Danny Birch. Mm. Terrified. It's like is East End. It's the getaway. It's yeah. East End gangster stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. ah, I wouldn't mess with that guy. Um, yeah, that was a great promo. Uh, mm. I'd like. I know it's. I know it's a little thing, but like the dragging by the hair. It's those little things that are just kind of make that. That's what builds character. Makes them a bit yeah. weirder, a bit more aggressive, a yeah. bit more whatever. I, I think. I think. I think. I think. Obviously, everyone was a bit down on uh, the Forgotten Sons just because. Of Jackson Riker, I think mainly. I, I think it's just. I think. But I think biker guy is just a tired trope. It is tired, but I think. I think they're pulling it off, and the fact that they're all they're all capable. Um, of yeah, Riker not fun, so though. much, but they're all very capable. Of particularly Blake, obviously, mm. of having. It is funny. He really was a forgotten son. Like, like I was not surprised when they've been in that when they're in that big tag mm. match at Takeover. Like, of course they're great. He was literally in, pro like one of the two or three breakout tag teams yes, in the yeah, NXT. Yeah. Like, so of course he's good at tag matches. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, I think I think they're doing well to kind of... It was the curse of Alexa Bliss though yeah, for yeah, them really, wasn't it? Yeah. I think they've done well to kind of carve their own version of the biker gang thing. Yeah, I think they, I, I, I think like you said, the, the hair pulling and stuff is really interesting because I've noticed a lot of their tag team offense involves hurting the other Forgotten Son at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it involves I'm doing a move to you but it hurts them yeah. and you. So... It is an interesting dynamic to sort of have. Mm. I do actually like them. I want to see more of the Forgotten Sons. Yeah. I think they've, they've. I was very skeptical to begin with and very down on them, but actually they have won me over. So mm. I think they have the rest of the NXT audience because I think even their introduction here, while yeah, everyone was like no, 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 when they came out, people were booing, but it didn't feel as sort of apathetic go away booing. Yeah, it, it felt wasn't like X-Pack-y. we're playing along with what's going on here booing. Yeah. So after that, we got a creepy film reel promo thing 
for Killian Dane, who mm. is coming back to NXT. Uh, I couldn't quite make out what the footage was. Of. Just his face. Well, there was his face, but then there was also like footage of streets and stuff. I don't know whether they were doing like a Belfast thing or. Maybe I wonder. So, so he's must. He's obviously going to come back with a repackage of some description. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite sure where what direction they're going to go with that. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're going to keep him in the sanity, the pseudo sanity gimmick, like Nikki Cross still is, sort of an unofficial sanity. Yeah, sort of still member. has the music. Yeah, I don't know what Eric um, Young's doing. Or is he on two or five now, Eric Young? He... No, he's no, just, no, oh, no, no, he's no, just, no, he's just, he's just a twenty-four-seven goon. <laughs> uh, uh, every week, I thought, like, who the hell's that guy? Well, he's shaved. Oh yeah, yeah, he shaved, yeah. didn't he? He's uh, oh, that's a shame again. Eric Young. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Yeah, so it'd be ex- it'd be exciting to see what happens with Killian Dane when he comes back. Uh, well, see, this is he'll get a big pop as well. I think, so this is returns. what I was referring to earlier. Because so this is happening. Um, well, I think this was going to happen anyway, but this has been accelerated because of Matt Riddle. Mm. So this is this is the thing, isn't it? That this is the the little switcheroo they're doing to punish Matt Riddle a little bit. They're sort of going to stick Killian Dane at, like ahead of him in the pack. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I've not been. Where did I read that? Keeping up with that. <laughs> I read that somewhere. Maybe, but there has been other reports. I made it up. There's been other reports with the Matt Riddle stuff that they were pushing him to do to go after Goldberg because they were enjoying the sort of the press and publicity. Yeah, I think he's now been sort of told you can't keep having a go at our Hall of Famers for being terrible in the ring and dangerous. You can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So after the Killian Dane problem, we got a little. selfie cam promo thing from Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne who were slagging off Mia Yim Mm -hmm. basically saying oh she's boring she's ugly she's dumb wear your bandana because you're so ugly Mm. you're from the streets because you're a lower and we're a higher I didn't like this at all and I have no I have zero excitement to see Aaliyah versus Mia Yim I like Mia Yim Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne uh when they first came together, I thought they, there was potential there. And I, I think they've very quickly fallen into lazy female heel stuff. And it's yeah. ri- it's dull. It's Yeah, it's that talking, you know, we talk about something like the um, Forgotten Sons being a well-trodden yeah. path. This feels also a very well-trodden path. I mean, this is basically... This is what Lacey Evans is doing, but in a southern yeah. accent. This is, yeah. you know... Um, this, yeah, many, this many is what Charlotte Flair is doing well, <laughs> but to a degree. Yes, yes, like, sort of, yeah, no. I guess. Yeah, it's, Mandy Rose did this for a while. Mandy Rose has been doing this. Yeah, the the you're ugly and I'm pretty and I'm high class and you're classless. Yeah, is, you know they were just throwing every mean girls ish statement out there. Yeah, whilst also with with their kick. apart from none for Gretchen Wiener. Yeah, but um, you but their gear Glenn, is Coco. also but the gear is also the sort of the black leather and gold. Like it's very much. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like the most thought through gimmick, but but it's what Ginny's doing in NXT UK, and she's much better. Like you know, she's doing the sort of couture, but that character, but, but she does it really well. But that's because that's playing off something much more real, yeah, to her and something that really that exists that the that the audience understands exists in the world that they're in. Mm-hmm. It was, it's a very UK referential yeah, yeah. version of that gimmick, yeah, and th- what they're doing over there like that. Like when they use the word privilege, I don't think privilege has the same ring to it to an American audience than it does to a UK yeah, audience. I think yeah. these kind of I don't think I think they were, that's kind of a misplaced phrase. There it doesn't quite that isn't really what they were talking. I don't know. It was it was a bit yeah not 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 the greatest thing that NXT have got going at the minute. But you know who knows? 
who knows? Maybe the given, match, given, given, match, match given some good. time and some screen and some screen time, they might develop it. Hope that's the whole point yeah, of NXT. I mean, the they point. might just develop it into yeah. their own thing, which would be they great. might do. Uh, but they have been there a long time, so they've had play, they've had they've had a bunch of time to work on it. Uh, our next match was cracking. It was Keith Lee versus the latest in a long line of Greek warriors. We had Hercules, we had the Spartans, and now we've got Mikos Rikos. Mm. Spartans weren't Greek. No, from Sparta. <laughs> which, is in, <laughs> which is in part of Greece. No. It was, it, was the, it was the nation that Greece were... Whatever. <laughs> the Athenians. They go. They part of a prominent <laughs> city in ancient Greece. All right. In ancient Greece. Apologise. <laughs> I'll wait. Uh, <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time. So, Mikos Rikos, uh, what's going on with this lad's gear? Yeah. Um, he looked like Tidus from uh, Final Fantasy X with the, the shorts and trousers split thing. There's, was, there's, there's definitely been... Um, doesn't Travis Banks have liked. that? Some, didn't he used to have that? The sort of one trousered leg, one... I don't know. It's, there a, is, there it's, a, is. it's a bad look, is what it is. But to have it connected to the upper in the opposites, but also quite an ill-fitting PVC. Yeah. He look, it looked like I, I was saying to. He looked like Gimp's gone wrong. I said to Andy that's early. He looked like he had just put on the offcuts of PCO's gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. This was a strange, strange look, but I thought he was brilliant. Yeah, I actually, I actually really liked it. It was just, it was just, a, it was a very weird look. It was a random, like, bad name, bad look, random character. But then when I, when How, I, saw but however, in 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 comedic contrast to Keith Lee, actually produced a really fun little squash match. If the whole point is that that is a comedic character, I kind of thought, I was thinking this is kind of like an NXT version of Santino. Yes. Yeah. Then. I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, he's just in this weird, embarrassing stuff. Puts his hand in and he's a piece of bread. But he was just—I just thought the way he, his, his like his facials were great. He was—he managed to be sort of, uh, yeah. It felt like a next modern NXT version of Santini, where he was a, clearly a good wrestler, mm-hmm. had offense, but it was comedic and it was yeah. awkward. I, I thought it was actually really entertaining. Oh, it, play, it played lovely off Keith Lee here because the whole the match was over within. 40 seconds. Keith Lee comes out and he gets the Oh, basking his glory chance. Now, is Keith Lee just doing Bobby Roode? I don't think so. Because no. he's doing the sort of putting, the way he puts his hands up and stuff like it's and the face the, fa- the face sort of I, I think Keith Lee's better than Bobby Roode. He's always done that as well. And, he's, and he has always done that. His no, whole, I know. I know, but they are they right. are, but like the, the, yeah, I, I think you're just I think it's just the, parallel. The, the glory sort of link seems Relevant. I don't think. I think Bobby Roode's basking. Bobby Roode was sort of basking in the adulation, and I think Keith Lee is letting people bask in his glory. I don't know. Maybe I mean, that's, that's it. Maybe far that's too subtle for a wrestling gimmick. <laughs> maybe that's overthinking it. But I just think people just like Keith Lee, and I think it's just a. It's basking. Basking his glory. Basking my glory is just a really fun phrase. The song is fun. People are into it. So Keith Lee starts doing the conducting the crowds, and that's when yeah. Mikos Rikos tries to do. He tries to stop him and pull his arms down, but he's too weak and he can't. If Keith Lee had blocked my clothesline like he did to Mikos, whatever he's called, yeah. that would have smashed my arm into a million yeah, tiny he just went pieces. By. Uh, and that tackle was wicked. Pounce, yeah, <laughs> nearly killed him. 
I, I, thought, I thought this was really good. And then, so Keith Lee at the end of the match, just before he hits the limit breaker, another Final Fantasy reference, peeps. Uh, he says, "My NXT, this is my NXT. And then hits his finisher, pins him and wins. I love his finisher. So I wonder if this is the beginning of like Keith Lee sort of coming into a parallel orbit with the guys who are currently in the breakout tournament to be like, you know, I'm now the gatekeeper here because I've been here for ages and I'm waiting on my opportunity. And there's potential there as well with someone's going to win that tournament. The prize is you get a title shot of your choosing. So he's going to be like, well, I was never offered this opportunity when I walked in the door. Mm. I think there's, there's, there's interesting stuff they could do with Keith Lee. And I think they've sort of lucked out here that they've, they've we come across a really good time in NXT to start doing something with him. And they're fortunate that he's been in a holding pattern and managed to maintain his uh, popularity despite not really having anything to do. Yeah, it's also, and for a while, just being the foil to Matt Riddle. It's also um, cool, I guess, along with um, uh, Dykstra, uh, having, just having legit big guy in NXT mm-hmm. and, having, and just seeing how that goes. Because there hasn't been many. Mm. Um, and now we've got those two, I guess Priest as well. He's he's pretty. What's he like six six? He's gigantic. He's yeah. massive, isn't he? So yeah, it's it's quite cool just seeing big guys, proper big guys. Yeah, I, having I mean, legit I cannot, big guy matches. I cannot wait for the Dijakovic Keith Lee comeback. Dijakovic, Dijakovic, Dijak. I can't wait for the Dijak match. Yeah, I do this every. I can't say Dijakovic. <laughs> I can't remember which one it is every week. Um, that would be really fun. Next, we had the Bay Bay Championship Tour celebration, which was a little on-the-road diary of Adam Cole as NXT champion. He was waiting outside a private jet saying, I'm about to fly to Download Festival to defend the championship because I'm defending it around the world, something that Johnny Gargano knows nothing about because Johnny Gargano keeps losing his defenses of titles. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see him fly off to Download Festival to spend a week in the mud or whatever it is. He meets Slipknot, and he has a match against... An NXT Championship match against Dave Mastiff, I think, was who was in the clip, which is a bit of a weird combination of people. Uh, he then comes back, calls Roddy on the phone, asks him if he's put in that order. He then pulls up at Gargano's Pizza, and the promo ends. I wonder. Ooh. I wonder where they found that Gargano's Pizza. They just they must just be googling stuff as they go. <laughs> just yeah. Like, oh. Wow, there is one. Well, this I think this felt like just it was a fun little way to put over Adam Cole as the champion on a week where he can't really appear on the program, and and plays well into his character of like you know he's kind of flash, but he can back it up. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see what he kind of what how they spin this out into what you're assuming is Cole versus Gargano three now that they've gone to Gargano's pizza and he's mentioning Gargano at the, the top at the top of the promo, you know. They're going to do the third match because you you have to now. Those yeah. first two matches were amazing. So it, it it would be really interesting to see how this kind of forms into uh, a feud, considering it's not actually them meeting in real life. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see what happens in Gargano's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to be so compelled by such a thing. Uh, we also got the announcement that next week Roderick Strong will take on Tyler Breeze in a first time ever match and the next round of the or the second match on the breakout tournament will mm-hmm. be Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Cameron Grimes aka Shane Strickland versus Trevor Lee. It's quite it's not it's uh, quite rare to get the um sort of WWE game style 
your name, insert middle, just uh, yeah. a nickname that yeah, isn't really connected yeah. to... Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. I think that'd Cameron be fantastic. Grimes. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see the if the tournament continues apace hmm. um, and how that kind of plays out. Because I think when NXT does tournaments, it really does them really, really well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and they're all insanely talented, yeah. experienced yeah, wrestlers. Exactly. So. And what a, I mean, what a way to debut them and put them over when, like, you know, we have previously been complaining that they've got all this talent and sometimes they don't know what to do with it, Keith Lee being a perfect example. This is a great idea of something to do with all that talent because you get to feature them week on week. Maybe they only have, like, one TV match in a couple of months, but it feels like there's progression for people and there's something for them to be doing that isn't just having squash matches yes but i think nxt has found this way of doing squash matches in a way that are fun and doesn't doesn't completely kill the idea of the other person mm -hmm. having a run or you know i think they've they've got into a really good rhythm with those now and like you said keith is a perfect example where yeah. he can have these matches and not lose momentum no he's just consistently having fun matches on tv mm -hmm. regardless of the length of them that is yeah. That's all you got to do. <laughs> like, Sadly, Mikos Rikos is now Greek flatbread. I want to see more of him. <laughs> I want to see more of him. Well, that was all of NXT because it then had the uh, Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler cage match and that heel turn, which I can't Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. D Andy Datsun. Yeah. What is going on in the chats? Did you know that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have been hired... <laughs> Did you hear about Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame? What? <laughs> no, what happened? I don't know. Yeah, well, people have now, people have basically been anti-spamming anti with things that we knew already. Fair. Like, which is good. Thank you for all of those, for all your support. Uh, but we start our second match of Super Chats with Jobber JJ, as we often do. It says, happy birthday to Andy. Take this money and go buy a beer. It is my birthday on Sunday. But I will probably not be going to buy a beer. Uh, and also, I don't think Ollie's just going to give me the money. Boring. Why uh, aren't you having can a beer we on use your birthday? I don't like beer. I'm sorry. I don't drink beer. I prefer... Are you going to throw something drink at this. me? Um, <laughs> no, that's not drink going to happen. It. It's alcohol-free. This, this it's alcohol-free. This is peer pressure. Um, 
I prefer other beverages. Um, but Ryan B. Bad says EO went full champer on Candice. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think there's definitely a parallel to be drawn. The obvious parallel is that she's Johnny Gargano's wife, but I think like we said earlier, like she occupies that same space in the hearts and minds of the NXT mm -hmm. uh, watching crowd. So it was a very smart choice to choose her as the foil to EO's heel turn. Yeah, and also props for diving off that cage with no knee pads. Yeah, no, that was nuts. She, there's nothing to her though is there so she, I think she's got hollow bones so she's <laughs> like sore. sparrow yeah that's why the chair shots just sounded like nothing they sounded like just... they sounded, she got really bricked with that chair yeah. she, no she did but they weren't like they weren't that thick meaty slap yeah. you normally get of a chair shot they were just like Matthew Robinson says uh, it was a much better cage match than Kofi Ziggler yes it was mm -hmm. it absolutely yeah. was uh, yeah. Kofi Ziggler had a couple of good moments and a cool finish yeah this had a lot of lo a lot and of, a better finish this had a lot a better finish and a lot of logic uh, I think that ran through it so it all kind of made sense and they yeah. weirdly I think like, the thing we always keep we keep coming back to the door is the gimmick but like they I think you it, they worked around the door gimmick more than they uh, played with it if you know what I mean it wasn't like a they had this brilliant idea for a thing to do with the door. They had to sort of work out what to do with the door because, unfortunately, the door is part of the WWE stipulation. So they had to just go, okay, well, what can we do with the door? Yeah, I, th I thought that, yeah, they worked it really well. Yeah. Um, Ryan Tobin says, Le yes, Heyman and Bischoff heard about have Heyman been. And Bischoff. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Um, Jonathan Hedman says, once again, NXT is the best WWE product. Uh, this This yeah. episode specifically was cracking it was a really really good episode of nxt tv yeah this was really really good i guess it's kind of vying for that thing with uh 205 but i think 205 was probably having overall probably the wrestling is overall better but they've just got more they've also just got more experienced guys mm -hmm. like it's by definition 205 is not a developmental yeah brand so i think the fact that nxt is still that i think people forget that mm -hmm. it is still developmental so there are people on there who are developing as well as people like Kushida. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So it is quite a weird mix now NXT, but I think yeah, I think overall, particularly this episode, it's very, very good. The only the only weak link in this whole episode for me was that Leah and Vanessa Bourne, and that was yeah. thirty seconds long. Yeah, so I mean, what, what, yeah. what you're not going to really complain about? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trih Gaming says WWE now Paul Heyman and Bischoff managers. Uh, Arnie what? Arnie K, thank you very much for your very generous donation. Thank you. And the fact that Heyman and Bischoff. Arnie K is one of our top pledge hammers as well. He is oh. one of our most generous. Um, Wrestle Talk number one fan. Yay, Luke's back, and you'll never walk alone, Simon. Oh. Bit of a football thing there. Yeah. Yeah. How do they have? How does somebody know I like Liverpool? I think I might have mentioned it a while back when we were talking about Champions League final. You talking about me behind my back? Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> but he likes won't drink a beer. And he's talking about you behind his back. Danny, flash him up. Trashman Devito says, "What is an executive director, and is it good or bad?" From what I understand, it will kind of be that they are the head booker of Raw and SmackDown. I imagine Vince will still be above them, as he always is. Yeah. But you'd have thought that they will be making a majority of final. Yeah, decisions. I would have thought, um, regardless of an on-screen role, an executive director, in a normal sense, would sit between the ultimate owner and the and the, and, the, and the next tier and the top tier of management. So mm -hmm. they are so whoever the highest manager is. Mm -hmm. 
these two have been inserted above them. Yeah, yeah, and gi- give it give it three weeks, and they'll have Bischoff against Roman Reigns. Um, uh, well, I hope yes. I, I, we believe, I think that is what it what it seems to be. Um, John DiPietro says hello, Andy Hyman Simon El Fakador. What is that trophy-looking thing next to Finn and Kenny? What? This is the... You know what uh, that is, John. The Wrestle League trophy. Wrestle League, Wrestle emo- League trophy emoji trophy. Yes. That you win for winning Wrestle League, like, excuse me, I did. Thank you. First year. Uh, we're now currently in the midst of Wrestle League, which is available to our Patreons. Mm. So if you want and to get I involved... I am losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> become a patron and you can join in the Wrestle League where we predict the outcomes of all yeah. the pay-per-views. And we're doing it from doing Wrestle, we, we've done it from WrestleMania, and we're going through to SummerSlam. SummerSlam. At the moment, we are predicting for Fighter Fest, which is this Saturday. Um, so do get on Patreon and do that. You can start now, even if you just want want to start now. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you probably still catch up with Simon. Um, you try and beat Simon week on week. Very easy yes. to do. He often forgets to predict. Mm. <laughs> uh, Tim say, Tim Ant says that Keith Lee match was shorter than Laurie's hair. I don't know, my hair's getting pretty long. Yeah, it's a long time it's been for a while. Yeah. You see Pete and Luke on the stream yesterday, it was like the Spider-Man meme. Islesy77 <laughs> <laughs> um, says, Do you think War Games will be Undisputed Era versus Imperium? Oh, that would be fun. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. Uh, I think my guess for War Games is more that it'll be a clean sweep from Undisputed Era at some point and it might be a <laughs> you predicted that for the last I know time. but I just want what, it, it I all want the, it to get, they'll get all the belts and then put them all on the I line want in it, a war I games want match. it an all or nothing uh, war games match well I guess they're doing well it'd be weird. It's for, for a company that is known for repeating themselves mm-hmm. there is a winner takes all match coming up at Extreme Rules yeah so I guess if that's the kind of vogue <laughs> yeah, yeah. booking of the moment in Seems it might probable. be, yeah. I, but I think I think that would be a really fun thing to do because it also frees up the rest of the card to have just cool feuds that aren't about a belt and it's not about who's in line for the next shot or whatever. It's a good time to sort of just... When you've got this big show-dominating match like the War Games match is because it takes up an hour of time, you can just do a bunch of stuff with some of the younger guys having crazy cool matches that aren't four belts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have all your. You can just stick eight of your top guys in one big finale match at the end of the show. Yeah, and you don't have to fly Pete Dunover. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Arnie K again says uh, you'll never walk alone to Randy as well, even if he insulted me. And I asked him what that meant, and I'll tell you what it meant later on. Um, I think it meant that you insulted him. Seventy-five Sky oh. Lot. <laughs> Right. So I just brained his knee on the chair. <laughs> um, 75 Sky, lot of Mexicans says, hey, hey guys, Eric Bischoff is back. <laughs> yes, he is. Pizza Slice says, would a Survivor Series 5 on 5 elimination gauntlet match uh, be interesting? Fresh reboot of the 10 man tag like Squad Strike on SSB Ultimate. I don't know what that means. Well, I think, I think, well, we were talking, I think in the ramble they were talking about, the other ramble they were talking about Survivor Series. And I think, <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. <laughs> they were. Uh, hey, FIFA. Shut up, Laurie. It would be. Are you sharp? It would be cool to like if they get if they get rid of the um, if they actually officially get rid of the brand split mm-hmm. to have um, uh, to have a, a fresh reboot of the Survivor Series in the sense that it's just 
a coincidental two coincidental groups of people who find reason to join forces mm-hmm. and then have a great big Survivor Series yeah. match. That would be a lot of fun. I think I'm I never want to see Seth Rollins in a half raw, half Rollins t shirt ever again. Oh, that was dreadful. Um, Or just the fact that it's now such a foregone conclusion that Raw's going to win Survivor Series. Or if they have, if everyone comes out wearing like 14 t shirts and then they just wildcard throughout. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? One, you can wildcard. Two, people spend half their time just appearing on the other show anyway. So it doesn't feel like the actual invasion angle of Survivor Series where Team SmackDown invades Raw. That's happening every week now. Yeah. So we don't, like that has lost all impact as well. Survivor Series is might as well be dead. Mm. Uh, Paul Acosta says Damien Priest versus The Undertaker. The Priest exercises The Undertaker of his demons. God, I'm turning I him not. into the American badass, and then they form a band. Mm. I, I I'm all for one last run of the badass. Been for for a while. I'm no, not, because he no, can't move he anymore. Can't walk anymore. Um, although if he was half man, half motorbike, I'm into. There it. is talk of him versus him doing having a singles run against Drew McIntyre, which if if he's going to fight anyone, it might as well be Drew because Drew could Drew can squash him and then Drew can get over. Well, but it's, it's they're stuck on it because they always want to put him against someone big and imposing to kind of legitimise yeah. like oh, but you have to be that big to like beat the Undertaker. But, but he, can't can't pick him up. he can't pick him up. There's someone who can sell for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thor, which is a great You're name. Be Thor. looking for vertical leap is what you need to be looking for yeah. with the other takers. Like, so you can just take a choke. Should be AJ. Slam. You just need to take a choke slam. Well, I think him and AJ could have a great match. Yeah. <laughs> Thor Hakon Ludvigsen says, uh, which great is name. brilliant name. Yeah. Uh, un, un, undisputed, undisputed era versus. Was there an and, on it? Uh, no, there wasn't, but I made one. Uh, and Shayna Baszler versus Imperium and Tony Storm at War Games would be awesome. Undisputed Era and Shayna NXT champions, Imperium and Tony Storm NXT UK champions. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I am really into the idea of that as a like mm. uh, an inter NXT feud of like we control this one, we control this one. Let's vie for supremacy. And a spot where Walter chops Roderick Strong over from one ring into the other yeah. ring. <laughs> I would I would genuinely love to see a NXT pay-per-view that includes both brands. Like, you could do an invasion. Obviously, obviously really we, yeah, exactly, but obviously we used to have the NXT UK Championship defended at on takeovers, yeah. at takeovers. And now that they have their own takeovers, that doesn't happen mm. with as startling a regularity. But it would be mm. awesome to do one where it's completely combined. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Jobber JJ says, I'm the best jobber in this world. Getting pinned, being squashed. I'm the best jobber in this world. Future 24-7 champion. <laughs> Fair. I'm not going to argue with I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue. You can be, be as jobber as you want to be. You can. Ross Gould says... Have as many jobs as you want. Ross Gould. Oh, thanks, Ross Gould. According to Sports Illustrated, Heyman in charge of Raw and Bischoff in charge of SmackDown. Wow. Holy. Swear. That's incredible. <laughs> Well done, Laurie. Um, Pizza Slice says, I don't care if they are old as flip. Uh, I'd love to see Y2J versus PCO. Yeah. Yeah. Please. I, but yeah. I think legit both guys are great. Like, I, don't, I don't think they've missed too many steps nowadays. Like, Age is but a number. Yeah. But I think Jericho, Jericho's adjusted his style. PCO's... On the top end. What's a but a number? <laughs> yeah. P- PCO's... Insane enough to just be like, yeah, you can just chuck me out of the ring. It's fine. That yeah, yeah. that power bomb to the outside at the uh, oh. Ring of Honor NJPW show. Oh. Yeah, mm. I, it's great. Uh, I'll just take it on my back. <laughs> Kyle Stefan says, I think Keith Lee versus Killian Dane would be sick. 
Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think uh, they they have a fairly good matchup. I think. Yeah, I think they're really good. I think they would actually sort of uh, the sort of the spate of big guys who are also athletic enough to do. Yeah other stuff mm-hmm. here's, I think a, they would here's a spot well. that would happen that they would both run into the ropes and then run into each other and bump and then stand each other stare at each other for a bit and then keep doing it until one of them got flanned because that's what always happens in those matches yeah. but I still enjoy it uh, Arnie K Ooh, just, just to let you know quickly by the way uh, Bischoff is trending oh is he why yeah. is that I don't know oh Weird. What? Why is Bischoff trending? I'll have to check yeah. after this what it is. Maybe put it on WrestleTalk.com. Um, oh, and actually, Tyler, we, we, Tyler Breeze tweeted saying, oh, I wish, wish they would look into the future rather than the past. And we did a little piece about it. And he had a go at us for taking his words. Taking his words that yes. he put out into the universe. Yes. Sorry, Tyler. Um, Sorry, Breeze. But uh, Arnie has now explained why... Uh, I insulted him. It's because I said I don't like Norwegian people because I'm Swedish. Um, Are you Swedish? I'm half Swedish, yes. Um, Did you not see he came in a flat pack? Yeah. <laughs> to assemble him. I made all of the a office furniture. Of I, yeah. Um, but he said he's Did just... Did you make it jo- in your little workshop? He's, oh, he's not Irish. I know. Um, <laughs> I was going for Swedish and it just sort of went Irish at the end. I was wow. like, no. No. I'm from Stockholm. Um, said, uh, that <laughs> Do you I'm... like the music of ABBA? <laughs> if you change your mind. Do you like Bjorn? <laughs> but he said that uh, he's joking because I'm great, uh, because I'm part of WrestleTalk. So thank you to Arnie and your continuing support on thank Patreon. You. Michael Dominguez says, Ali, I think he means Ollie. Ollie isn't here. Roll the R's all you want. No, you've been bad. I can't. Uh, oh, I can. Yeah. Matthew Robinson says Vanessa Bourne needs to ditch partner. She could really be a good challenger to Shanna and uh, Mia Yim by herself. I definitely think Mia Vanessa Yim's Bourne great. is the more talented of the two, uh, but they clearly had no real designs on what to do with either of them, so they just went mm, tag team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, you team. guys work it out. Yeah. <laughs> it almost. Uh, Raffi Robinson again says it almost sounds like WWE fans are saying wrestling is boring when they say. I think, you, I think you've mis, misread it here. Bash in my glory. Bash in my glory. I said this. Yeah, it does I, look I said like this bash too. in when, my when glory. When I was watching it, the, just the font look, doesn't say bask. It says bash. <laughs> bash in his glory. <laughs> Which is something completely, yeah, completely different. Um, Bucky, the Ace Ventura says, I've do the, the NXT titles feel more... That is an interesting way of saying of spelling prestigious. Just Van if you know Roll what it is, Smackdown. just read it, Andy Datsun. Smackdown is it? Uh, are they more prestigious than Smackdown? I don't and think Roll. they're more prestigious, but they are much better booked. I think. I think. Cons- and, and you and you and you and you understand as an audience member that they are the most important things to the wrestlers. I think consistency across the titles is important. I think. Uh, I don't think. I don't necessarily think the NXT Championship is more prestigious than the WWE Championship. However, the North American title is probably more prestigious than the Intercontinental title. The tag belts are probably more prestigious than the tag belts because there is a the feeling across the board with all the NXT titles that they managed to make not just the top one feel important. There is a reason everyone wants all the other ones as well. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to because all the other on, on the main roster, the other belts are forgotten. They can only do about one belt feud at a time. So. Yeah, I think it's hard, isn't it? Because the I think the uh, the Intercontinental United States, particularly the Intercontinental, they have they still maintain the lineage of uh, those belts. The Universal and WWE don't. The WWE does in a way, 
Universal definitely doesn't. Yeah. So it's I think I think prestigious is a difficult way to place the belts because to me the Intercontinental is probably the most prestigious in many yes, ways. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's hard to sort of say. But I think in terms of just how are the belts booked on this show, when you watch NXT, you know that the the prize, the reason they're all there as wrestlers is to win those titles. Yeah. And when they have those titles, they will move move the earth to ensure that they yeah. maintain them. So that makes you believe that their characters want these stars and that they matter. But it's also indicative yeah, but it's show. also di- indicative of like you're going to get TV time, which apparently it isn't for the other titles on the main roster like where's where is Finn Balor? He's wrestling dark matches. Well, I know. I guess Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. <laughs> Tomo says, uh, did you know that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are a couple? No. I? Whoa. Yeah, no. Have they done that. anything on that? Are they like put it on. Have they done anything on Raw with that? Uh, it's just secret week. still. Yeah. Is it? Is this kayfabe though? Is this maybe? It's not. Maybe. A, it's not like real. Is uh, Seth Rollins going out with Will Ospreay? I don't know. <laughs> are Eric and Bischoff. Uh, Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman a couple? Yes. Yes. That's they why are. they're doing it because a couple keep, of exec direct. Yeah. It's a. Co- it's a. They're doing like a Montagues and Capulets yeah. thing. They want to keep them on the same thing. Yeah. Um, Michael Dominguez says, "Would you like to see Bray's puppets pop up on NXT?" Yes. Very uh, much. No, I don't think I would. Why not? Because they they could beat Recos with him. You've got to. Ha- they've got to. You sort of. I think that's fine once you've established what they are. Yeah, yeah. And I think. I think. Once, I mean, eventually. I I'd think like it'd be to. fun. Depending how they're going to use them, it'd be fun if they are just kind of popping up all the time around the place. It would be cool to have them do that. But I think I want to see Bray first before we start. Before we start having too much fun with puppets. Yeah. Can we see Bray Wyatt? First? Well, I think yeah. There's a degree to which the puppets are now the next placeholder. While we still work out what we're actually doing with Bray Wyatt, yeah, you know the puppets are now. We've run out of the things that we filmed in this studio, so we're going to do pu- that afternoon of filming. We're going to do puppets now, and yeah. we'll do that for a couple of weeks, and then maybe Bray will come back when we have a reason to do it. Mm-hmm. But who knows? And two more then for now. Uh, well, for forever. Uh, Tammy Lockley <laughs> says now. nothing but thank you very much for your donation. Thank you very much. And lastly, Arnie is back in to say, do any of you have Twitter? Yes, we do. You can follow. Laurie at El Fakador. You can follow Simon at Simon Longdon. You can follow me at Andy Datsun WT, which stands for Wrestle Talk. You just you go can... on the Wrestle Talk bio. Yes, I'm you can. There as well. um, so all our, yeah. all our handles are on there. But oh, Pete, goodness me. Pete is at, at Pete Quinnell. Ollie is at, at Ollie Davis. And Luke is at This Is Luke Owen. I think that is all we have time for on this edition of the NXT Review Wrestle Ramp. I have been El Fakador, Laurie Blake. This has been housemate Simon Longdon. Manning the super chat was Randy Andy Datsun from WrestleTalk.com. And that was rambling. Uh, dig, dig, dig it, dig, dig it all. Breaking.